You all hear me? Just wanna make sure my audio is good. What up, what up, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time you listen to this podcast, it's me, the DRE Chef Day Cuisine, coming at you with the recipe menu Monday on Intentional Talk Radio Network. Be sure to listen to all the great podcasts of this station, including mine, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also listen live right now at itrnradio.com and if you are listening live this will be replayed the following thursday after monday and we're just excited to have you um we also have a text message phone number that we do monitor on a regular basis so if you're listening to this show recorded or you're joining us live right now you can text any questions or comments to 682-710-1101 that's 682 710 one one zero one and so we're gonna hop into today's show and of course you know how the chef do it on here i always got to bring in an incredible guest an incredible host but before we come before we get started with that you know we're going to take these first 10 minutes you know do a brief recap of what's going on uh, uh you know not only in the news um and in in other parts of the world so Let's get started. Okay, so my co-host, Yolanda, she has not made it in yet. So, because uh, I know she wanted to play some Christmas music, and I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Intentional Talk Radio's Christmas event that we had last night for the holidays, uh, December 11th. Man, it was an incredible two hours. Um, we had one of those special guests, uh, uh, Attorney Jones, to come in and co-host with Yolanda. And we had a plethora of great things to celebrate the holiday season. And, you know, one of the thing was um, they had Sounds of Blackness, had multiple different songs. And if you've ever been to any of our uh, virtual Christmas shows, you know, Sounds of Blackness is somebody that comes on pretty regularly, you know, with us to give us, you know, song selections and things like that. And an interesting thing that I learned about Sounds of Blackness, because I really didn't know much about them until the late 80s, early 90s. They're almost 50, no, actually, they're 50-plus years old as a group. They actually started in 1971, right? Family-owned, operated, governed over all these years, multiple Grammys, movies, everything you can think about um, really exuding what Black culture is with the sounds of Blackness. And... um it's been all family run. You got mothers and daughters singing together. You've got, you know, uh, brothers and, 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 and fathers and sons and nephews, all a part of this group. And so we were blessed last night to hear some of their newer music, some of the new things that they have, you know, going, going on with them and their family. And it was just an incredible time. Then, of course, we had the youth come in and give us different song selections and different uh, versions. I'm going to say of uh, different songs that, 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 that are always fun for the Christmas spirit. But I think one of the funniest things was there was a gentleman and I can't remember his name. Keanu, if you could help me remember his name, put it in chat. Um, they did the, the, uh, night before Christmas poem. I cannot remember that gentleman's name and I've seen him a few times. I want to say it's Gary, but he had a rendition. Gary Moody. That's what it was. He had a rendition of the night before Christmas that if 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 Colette hops on and she can give me a copy of that I'm gonna read that again on my show. It was hilarious because it has something different about really being in the hood. So one of the things that was in there was like uh he was like towards the night before Christmas, all through the house, everybody was sleeping, you know, and um and instead of a mouse, it was like a Doberman or something. I can't even remember exactly what he said, right? And then 
he was talking about here in Santa. Santa pulls up in a Rolls Royce that's being pulled by reindeer, right? And he hears the noise because in the hood, we don't have any chimneys, right? So I go to reach for my gat so I don't have to spray somebody. It was absolutely hilarious. It was hilarious. And I asked them to send us the link, you know, for it. Because, uh, yeah, I was going to read that on air. So hopefully Colette will be able to pop in here, you know, momentarily <laughs> and uh, 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 share that with us because it was absolutely hilarious. And we also had some, some great Christmas music. Um, we had <coughs> we had a couple come on that actually talked about what Kwanzaa was and went through all the different steps of Kwanzaa and how we should apply it to seven days after Christmas that goes all the way up. And we think about different holidays that we, that we celebrate, you know, um, you know, from Christianity to, uh, you know, in the Jewish faith with Hanukkah, you know, you get the Muslims with Ramadan, you know, and when you think about, you know, Kwanzaa, it's something that, you know, was created more for, you know, African culture, if you will. And um, we should take our time to study it and learn it and apply it. I mean, we do all these other multiple things that have been so commercialized, you know, in the holidays that, you know, maybe we should take something that's for us and by us, right? You know, that could just be my, my, my personal opinion, you know, on it, adapt some of those things. I mean, we got people that do chakra and sage and burn rosemary, you know, <laughs> why can't we celebrate with a, you know, a little bit of black excellence seven days up into the new year? You know, so I'm just putting that out there, you know, for your for your own enjoyment, entertainment, however you want to look at it and your choice to do. But um, definitely excited, you know, to be here. So hold on one second. Excellent. OK. So today's news, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of NBC Black, right? NBC is one of the few news channels that actually has a channel that's dedicated directly for uh people of color black people and the different things that are that are happening in society and uh you should you should check it out there's a lot of stories that you may not hear in mainstream you know media um you know talking about people that are advocating to increase black teachers you know in the schools because it's it's a it's a rare commodity there's not enough of us in the schools teaching the kids um to black attorneys to a group called the Justice Connection that wants to make black attorneys more accessible to black clients, right? Um, and then they got a story in here, of course, of Herschel Walker losing um, the the governor, I mean, the um, <laughs> Congress runoff in Georgia. And forgive my, 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 my comedy, but I'm going to be as blunt and honest as possible. And if this ever gets back to Herschel Walker, let him know that I said it, right? He was not qualified to be in that position in no capacity. I mean, we've had some presidents that didn't know how to speak in front of people. We've had some presidents that really couldn't even finish some sentences. You know, we look at George Bush and, you know, what he said many years ago, which I'll still find funny to this day. He says, uh, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, well, you can't fool me again. Like he couldn't remember what the actual phrase was, you know. And we've had those quirks. Joe Biden currently, you know, I, no president, no president is escapes my my wrath. Joe Biden doesn't even finish some of his sentences when he, he talks. But I mean, the man is eighty, right? Many of you elected him to be in. He's, he's eighty, right? And, um, you know, sometimes he'll talk and he'd be like, yes, this is the, 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 the citizenship of the river. And you're just like, what? Right. I mean, even the, the closed caption people can't even type anything in. Right. But Herschel Walker was unqualified for that position. And I don't know if I'm excited that so many black people came out to vote or am I appalled at the fact that they voted for somebody that was visibly not prepared for the position. I'm not going to call him incompetent because there's enough politicians out there that probably has a less IQ and less degree than he does that uh, <laughs> that runs for office. But him, personally, I'm just like, it didn't even matter that it was Republican and Democrat. I said all this to say this, for the health and wealth and the well-being of our community, it was less of a Republican versus Democrat or who was smarter or who was more refined 
it was an opportunity to put people of color against each other. That's why I got set up that way. A lot of people is not going to see that. A lot of people is not going to focus on that. But you have two black men that were predominant. Herschel Walker was an incredible football player. The gentleman he ran against, politician, well-known in the community. You have these two black men that split the black vote, right? And we all know on the surface, one, visibly at least, is incompetent to do the position. But the Republicans found a suitable actor. That's what I'm going to call him, right? I'm not going to say he's a sellout. I'm not going to say that he is, is, is token. I don't know if anybody remembers that, that, that phrase from the eighties and nineties. You know, you were the token Negro. I'm not going to call him the token Negro, but I am going to say this. They definitely used him as a pawn to divide that black boat to bring dissension among the ranks because they already know that, you know, uh, any culture that comes together on one accord becomes more successful and they want to continue to keep us divided. Right. And so it's our job to see through that yellow tape, to see past the caution tape, to see through the the fog and the cloudiness of it because it's destroying our health and our wealth. And you know, Monica, in my show, health and wealth is the future of my people. And who are my people? You is listening to my voice now. And I speak to you as a black man and I speak a lot about the black community because that's the community I live in. I'm not excluding anybody else, not being anti-Semitic against the Jews, right? I said it on the show, right? Especially if you go look up what anti-Semitic means and the Jews that own slaves and that's a whole nother conversation. That show is going to come in 2023, right? Yeah, giving all these backlash to these athletes and these famous people in these platforms and, you know, actually go to research the, the same genocide that was done to us was also done by, you know, people in the Jewish faith. I know I'm going to get counseled for that, but you know, counsel me because I'm just going to come right back, right? But, it was meant to bring dissension. And that's why I created this show because we got to have the health and the wealth. And it's not always about money, right? You know, the wealth is actually having the connections to get things done. It's not always about having the capital in your pocket. It's about who you know that has the capital in their pocket that will support the vision for your success, right? And you have to understand that. So that's just my little 10 minutes in the beginning spill. Y'all know how I open up the show. I get on my soapbox even though anybody under like 20 don't even know when I say soapbox and I have to explain to them every time, you know, it came from the 1920s. That's how the political figures used to uh, promote themselves. They would literally stand on a soapbox and they would tell the people to vote for them, you know, and most of the time it was just ranting, but I digress. That is my soapbox, <laughs> my soapbox 10 minutes uh, going on here. So. Now, without further ado, I'm going to pray and bring the meat and potatoes that, you know, the, 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 the important person, you know, on this particular call, you know, I always love my guests and I definitely always love my guests. They come from extreme execution. That's the coaching platform. You know, I, I, I sent under the toolage of uh, Eric Thomas coming up on my three year anniversary, I believe in March. Uh, 2023, excited, have the opportunity to travel and speak with them. If you don't know Eric Thomas, E.T., the hip-hop preacher, you know, he's had an opportunity to be on stages with Tony Robbins, Les Brown, you know, uh, been quoted the number one motivational speaker in the world many times over. And so he, he he's created a platform called Extreme Execution. There's about 140 coaches of us worldwide that is in that group. And I'm fortunate to bring up one of those coaches uh, into the group as I've been doing the last three series of bringing these coaches up. Now, this young man is, is, is Justin Jones. And Justin Jones probably has a, you know, a resume as tall as he is, but I'm excited to have him because one of the things that he's into is into the fitness arena of coaching. And you know, my show was about health and wealth, right? And you know, most of the time I focus on the nutrition and the food. You know, I'm a, av uh, you know, I'm an advocate for, uh, intermittent fasting, but I'm also an advocate of 30 minutes minimum a day of exercise, no matter what it is, right? If you got to walk fast, if you've got to jog for 30 minutes, get on a bike, exercise, yoga, Pilates, you know, you, you've got to have that because it helps the blood flow and it just, it really makes, it helps you uh, alleviate a lot of negativity because, you know, sweat is getting toxins out of your body, right? So think about 
what toxins is on a spiritual level that you do in the physical that leaves your body, right? So a uh, little bio about him. In 2019, Justin um, founded the Top Life Academy, a program for busy professionals who want to lose weight and create sustainable, healthy habits that they can use for life. Over the past three years, he has served hundreds of clients across the United States and the world. Uh, he is an online health coach specializing in weight loss behavior, change, and personal development. Now, Justin's mission is to eliminate the quick fix culture of the fitness industry by showing people how to think long-term about their goals and get in the best shapes of their life for the rest of their life. He's, his personal transfer transformation from the chubby kid, and I resonate with that because I was the chubby kid and I'm still the chubby kid, but that's by choice, not because I can't lose the weight. But to energetic entrepreneur is what makes him passionate about helping people live their best lives through health and fitness. So without further ado, I'd like to bring the incomparable, the incredible Justin Jones. Come on off of mute, my good friend, and uh, uh, say hello to the people. Oh man, what's up? What's up? Pre the the I'm honored. The 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 intro was stupendous. Stupendous. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm I'm humbled. Um, but happy to be here, man. Happy to be here and um give as much value as I can. Excellent. And we all about bringing value. You know, that's what we do in our coaching circle. We bring 100%. value to each other and we bring value to the people, right? For sure. I mean, For sure. um I, I I literally just did a um a, a message yesterday called the Dash. You know, we, 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 we know God is the author and the finisher of our faith, no matter what your faith is. Amen. He always knows the start date. He always knows the end date, but he gives us the dash to create. Mm. Right. Mm. And so, um, in, in, in talking about health and wealth, it's critical that your message gets out on the fitness platform because I don't yeah. think a lot of people take it as seriously as they should because I know from experience, it's a better life when you're healthy. Absolutely. It may not be the best financially. It may not be the best in, in many other avenues. But when you have a healthy body, you don't have to continue with, you know, sickness or being overweight or BMIs or high cholesterol and diabetes and all these different roadblocks, right? It helps to aid in your success. So I, I want to start there with you, Justin. Um Tell the people in your own words about yourself and, and, and how you started to get into fitness and get on your fitness journey. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, I mean, grew up in the inner city, originally from the Bronx, New York. So East Coast kid at heart. Um, and, you know, I started with my family. My family, sadly, you know, grew up filled with a lot of diabetes, high blood pressure. Um, and I saw a lot of these things growing up. Right. And I heard the conversations and. Um, you know, for for some reason, from a very young age, I knew that something needed to be changed, right? You know, my, my dad had to have open heart surgery for clogged arteries, right? Had to bust his chest open, right? Just because of um, lifestyle lifestyle choices, right? So a lot of these things I was exposed to at, at, a, at a really young age, and it made me think about, okay, what is really in people's control, right? And I know for me, and, you know, you read an intro, right, going from chubby kid to energetic entrepreneur, right? The chubby kid in me was not also a very confident kid, right? It had a lot of body um, body image issues, right? And um, I also wasn't the kid in my family that played a lot of sports, right? So a lot of my other siblings and 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 cousins and stuff played a lot of sports, basketball, football. They were very athletic growing up. I really wasn't. Right? I kind of dibbled and dabbled in basketball here and there. Um, but I wasn't the naturally athletic kid, right, that just has a fast metabolism. I ate a lot, right, and, and, I, and I moved around here and there. Um, but really had a lot of really had a lot of body image issues um and man i think it was probably around the beginning of high school that i discovered this um fantastic place called the gym right i remember i, remember <laughs> I went to uh, the local ymca in the bronx with, uh, with one of my my good friends who's still my good friend today um and we said listen we we just going to start taking care of ourselves right so we start we start i think at that time we probably going two times a week um, and I remember as I started to work out more, um, I started to look better, right? And, you know, of course, you know, puberty started to hit, you get a little older, you're feeling yourself a bit. It was, it was, it was a love for, wow, I actually have control over the way I feel and the way I look just because of a daily decision I'm making 
exercise, right? You know, like you said, whether that takes 15 minutes or 30 minutes, um, this small activity can literally change my life, right? So it went from um, me being this chubby, not confident kid to now starting this journey that actually, um, you know, bettered my life as a whole. And I think the the thing that made me realize how impactful it was is when I started my journey, now a lot of my family members saw the change in me and said, oh, okay, I see the change in you. Tell me how to get on my routine, right? How do I start working out more? How do I start eating better, right? And that kind of just grew and grew and grew. It went from my family to now my peers, right? But I realized the power of it because, I mean, at that time, I wasn't really trying to coach, right? I wasn't trying to really lead anybody in their health and fitness. I was just living my life, right? So I was becoming a living example of this is what can happen uh, when you prioritize your health. And, um, you know, eventually, eventually, I believe it was towards the, maybe like the beginning of college is when people, people started to tell me, Hey, you're really, you're really good with your words and you're really good at motivating people to start their journey. You ever thought about um, personal training? And I had never really thought about it at all. I mean, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, um, just didn't really know what, right. And I think that was the, that was the moment where I realized, okay, I could actually do this. So my first goal was actually to open a gym, uh, realize how much capital that was going to take and immediately right. put that on, on the backside. <laughs> Uh, so that's still yeah. a long term. Had goal. to start a gym on the concrete in the, <laughs> right. in, the in the front of the house, right? Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so re- that's definitely maybe a long term goal that I'll probably revisit in the future. But um, you know, really wanted to see oh, how can I start helping people right now, right? And that's when I started learning more about the online marketing world and online coaching. And I mean, probably, probably all of 2019 it was just YouTube University looking <laughs> looking up how to start an online business, how to do online coaching. What is that, right? How to start coaching, like training people online. Um, and I found this whole world of online fitness that I fell in love with, specifically online coaching. Um, and, you know, December comes, December 20th to be exact, um, is when I officially opened doors for my online business. 2019, December 20, 2019 is when I officially started. Um, and as you, as we all know, a couple of months later in April, um, this, this big, big, crazy disease flooded the world and shut the world down. Um, yep. and I couldn't, I couldn't have predicted it. People think that I was like, I had like the, you know, I had, I had like, I was like a fortune teller or something. I wasn't, but what happened, what happens when, when the world shuts down now, nobody can go into a gym to get a personal trainer. So all these right. people who needed fitness help now swarm online. So it was kind of perfect timing for me. Um, and yeah, man, the rest is history. And, and, and you picked the perfect time, December 20th. I mean, yeah. literally two yeah. weeks, yeah. roughly, before the New Year's resolutions come out to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and everybody wants to hop on a keto, a paleo, an Atkins, uh, you know, whatever diet is out there. You know, many in the Christian faith start. That's when they do their fasting for 21 mm, days, do a mm. Daniel fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you know, you got my Muslim brothers that go through their their days of, of, of symmetry. And, you know, mm. so you picked the perfect time to start it and online right before, I mean, the pandemic happened. Yeah. Right. So, so. And being the chubby kid, right. Mm. Cause I, I was the chubby kid and I, I went from the chubby kid to the kind of buff kid to, to, you know, the, 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 the buff adult back to the chubby kid adult, right? <laughs> gotcha, so, gotcha. um, so, you know, my journey's been that, but you know, I, I, I played ball and different things like that. So mine was yeah. kind of up and down. And what, what, besides seeing your family going through the different diseases, you being the chubby kid and not extremely athletic. What what was one other thing that sparked your interest for getting into fitness? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm fully honest. Outside of seeing my family, it was it was the immediate change I saw in myself hmm. that sparked everything. Um, you know, when I first started working out and just right really trying to eat better right you know and you know i always say you know a lot of people we, we're, we're at the age now where a lot of people know the information right and if we you know we kind of just put one foot in front of the other we can generally get to a better place so mm-hmm. I, I had to get to a point where i realized okay you know 
realistically, I know what it is to eat clean. I know what it is to start working out more. So I started small, right? And when I first started working out, I mean, we're talking about maybe 30, 45 minutes that I would just go in a gym and just really just try anything or just really start to move more, started walking more. Mm-hmm. And I'm, t- I'm talking about within weeks. I may have not looked different within weeks, but I started to feel better, right? And it was the first time that I realized like I said before, like, wow, me actually changing my life is actually in my hands, right? We, we talk about ET and how we come from this extreme execution family, you know, and we know one of the things he's pushing right now is UOU, right? That was like my first UOU moment. Like you're, it's in your hands, right? Like everything that you want, the, this amazing body, this amazing life starts with your health, right? So I think just within weeks of me implementing these better habits, I started to feel a change. I started to just feel more alive. I started to walk with my chest held higher, right? Just because of daily habits I started to build. Um, and I think that was really the, the spark for me that really, I would say years later would put me on a mission to say, okay, even though that was a while ago, I remember how that first first couple of months felt. I want everybody under the sound of my voice on the face of this earth to feel that same feeling. And that, and that really, that really drove my, my mission to help as many people as I can to this day. So what was your highest weight that you got up to? Oh man. What was my highest weight? I mean, I was probably, I mean, cause now I'm thinking now I, I, I sit around probably like 165 solid now. Right. Uh-huh. I kind of, I kind of scuff around. I was probably up to about 200s. Oh, when I, really? when I started, yeah, I was probably up there, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Man, yeah, two hundred and not yeah, being athletic—that's yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah, as a kid, yeah, yeah. You know, sure. I, I was two hundred twenty pounds as a freshman, so yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely understand and know the sentiment and feel your pain, yeah. my brother. Yeah. <laughs> feel your pain. Yeah. yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent. So we're gonna take a quick uh, uh, pause, real quick, because you know, I, I know you heard me in the beginning talking about that poem. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it just so happens that Gary is available to say this poem. Right. You got to hear it. I, I wanted to, 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 to bring it up. It was hilarious last night, man. It was hilarious. And and it was just like, you know what? I want other people to hear this because, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little black kid from the hood. All right. So my first 10 years of life, I grew up, you know, relatively poor. We we stayed in government housing, then we moved into, you know, Section 8 housing and pretty much Section 8. Then my mom passed away and I moved in with my father. And my father still lived in the ghetto. He just had a house. That was the only different. I went from being, you know, um being from, you know, the 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 bricks like in New York to being Trey from Boys in the Hood. That's exactly <laughs> how it was. I was like, I was in this project with my mom and my sister. Then I moved with my father who lives in, you know, in, in Beirut. That's what we used to call it. There was mm-hmm. so many gunshots. They live in Beirut. We just got a house now and I got a basement and an upstairs. That was the only thing that really changed, right? <laughs> and so when he was telling this story last night <laughs> about the night before Christmas, I couldn't do nothing but laugh. Like if I, <laughs> if I would have took myself off mute Gary last night, <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to finish it how hard I was laughing because I was like, this sounds like something that would really happen in the hood. There's no chimneys in the hood, right? Santa's coming through the front door. He's going to get blasted. It was hilarious. So, Justin, we're going to take this small break because you got to hear this, and then we're going to hop right back on this health because I think comedy and, and, and laughter is also very healthy and very wealthy for the mind and soul. So we'll jump in for for, for this. Do part one and two. Don't leave do them hanging, two. Gary. You yeah, ready? Do part one and two. I'm <laughs> And uh, uh, let's get this thing rolling. And Justin, as soon as we get, we're going to get right back into it. And we're going to talk about your coaching program and uh, some of your keys to health and uh, health and wealth with fitness. Uh, Gary, it's over to you, my good man. Right, man. I, I'm glad. Uh, uh, Colette just called and she said, man, you need to uh, jump on this situation right away. Uh, you got somebody that uh, heard it last night and, and she said he was cracking up. Okay. So, you know, uh, 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 Andre, I've been a writer for uh, uh, more than 50 years, and I'm a songwriter as well as a producer and uh, a composition writer, and I've uh, worked with various groups throughout the years, but I've basically been songwriting for a long time. I I spent some time with uh, some of the greatest. Um, I spent nine years with Parliament Funkadelic, uh, 
uh, four years of sliding the family stone and and what? uh yeah, slide yeah. the family stone boy man, that was my father's joy back then boy. <laughs> i'm sorry we can talk about that keep okay. going keep okay. going all right so let's roll with this man so i just thought about it and it came to me and it was just like a revelation because i hear you my brother because he wasn't coming down my chimney either okay all right so here's go towards the night before christmas went all through the crib not a creature was stirring after we ate fried chicken and ribs. The stockings were hung by the heater with care, wondering how St. Nicholas would get in through there. All my sisters and brothers were snug in their beds with visions of PlayStations danced in their heads. And Mama in her head rag and me and my wave cap had just settled our brains for a long night's nap. When out of the front yard, when, when, there rose such a clatter. I jumped out of my bed. I was strapped to see what was the matter. Away to the window, on my knees, I crept. I pulled back the curtains while the others still slept, okay? So, the moon on the breast of a new fallen snow gave luster to all the cars parked below. When two, when, when what to my wondering eyes should appear, but a miniature Rolls Royce and eight tiny reindeer. When a little old, with a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than a 747, his courses they came as he whistled and shouted and called out them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Common, on Cupid, on Donna and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away, y'all. So up to the housetop, the courses they flew with the rolls full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And just like that, I heard on the roof, prancing and pawing of each little hoof. I took my hand off my gat, and as I turned around, he burst through the front door without making a sound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his feet. Yeah, Santa was sharp. Those alligator boots and leather suit between the fur looked oh so sweet. He looked like a hustler with a bag full of swag, looking so merry with his cheeks and his nose red as cherries. The beard on his chin was white as snow. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a righteous jolly elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. Well, I put my gat on my bed and with a wink of his eye and the twist of his head, for sure I knew I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word and went straight to work, filled all the stockings and turned with a jerk. And laying his finger on the side of his nose, gave a nod as he went back through the front door. Whoa, there he blows. He sprang to his double R and to his team, gave a whistle, and they all flew away like an intergalactic missile. And I heard him say as he drove out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Gary, you really blessed me to hear that again. Amen, we amen. need to record that, put that on YouTube, <laughs> and, and 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 add that to like all the stuff we do. Chris is like the like the the gentleman that had the song with his family. I said yes. I'm adding that to my to my Donny Hathaway rotation. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely going in my rotation of something I'm gonna play. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay. I mean, because like I said, I grew up in the hood. You yeah. said Gat. You know, he's in some alligator boots. I'm yeah. just like, man, he, he was no less than, you know, uh, 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 the St. Nick version of a PIMP. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just like, he just comes in, giant red bag, alligator boots, come through the front door. Don't even care if he gets shot. <laughs> Gary, thank hey. you so much for blessing pleasure, me, man. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to have to invite you on the show for 2023 because we got to talk about this Sly Family Stone oh. uh, uh, thing. You know, yeah, there's I, a lot of people in my family that's a huge fan of that. So we oh, don't yeah. talk. There's some history in that, brother. And there's some, it, it ain't all good. But, you know, the bottom line is the fact that when you're with an icon like that, man, every moment, every minute is a historical moment. Okay. Yep. And so I spent four years with him uh, on his latter days, you know, and he's still alive, you know. And so uh, God bless him and, and, and God bless all the Funketeers. Okay. That's yes. right, Parliament. Let's go. Amen. Gary, thank you so much, man. All if right. we don't talk again before the new year, happy new year. Merry Christmas. Thank uh, you for blessing my podcast today. Amen. One, one quick blast, man. Uh, yes, uh, of I course. Got, I got two videos, GL Moody uh, uh, music uh, on uh, YouTube, okay? One's called Call On Me uh, and this uh, Countdown to Christmas that 
they didn't have a real opportunity to play the whole song with my partner, Tim Jones, from the group Legend of Motown. But if you go to any of my sites, uh, GL Moody, I'm on four different sites. I got 38 songs on on SoundCloud and about 40 on uh, Reverb Nation. So check me out, man. See what's happening. I'll get back at you. That's what's up. Boy, I ain't been on Reverb Nation in a little bit. I'm going to have to check you out. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Outstanding. Man, again, blessings to you, man. I thank you, Gary, so much. A blessing to you, Justin, man. Hang in there, brother. You know, I'm still losing weight. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Peace out. Oh, man. Justin, I'm telling you, hilarious. I love it. Because I relate so much to it. Yeah, you know, we ain't got no <laughs> visions of sugar plums. We didn't think about no sugar plums. We wanted a regular plum in the hood. You know what I mean? You know how the original song went? Uh, yeah, yeah. Visions of sugar plums dancing. Uh-huh. We had no sugar plums dancing in the hand. You know what I'm saying? We wanted real stuff. Give me a bag right. of chips. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. I didn't want no sugar plums. I'll take an apple maybe. But man, I had to. It's this. It, this is actually the last show of the year. We're taking a break yeah. until to, to the new year. And I wanted to spread some, you know, some Christmas cheer and some things in there. So thank you for being open. I know this is your time, you know, uh, 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 on there, but thank you. I had to let you hear it, man. That is hilarious. No worries. That it's was hilarious. worth it. That was worth it. I loved it. Excellent. All right. So <laughs> let's get back into this, uh, again, for my people that may just now be coming in, you know, live or listening to this recording. Um, I got Justin Jones, who is an, 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 an incredible coach fitness coach coming out of the Bronx. Um, you know, much love. I was just in New Jersey uh this past weekend, you know, and had a couple of people from the Bronx. Uh, uh Lenice, you know, Lenice specialties. Shout out to her. She's the chef that did some of the some of the donating food uh, uh to the event. So uh oh and uh, it's funny the mayor of Roselle, New Jersey is from the Bronx. No, oh, okay. he's from Brooklyn. Never mind. He's uh, from Brooklyn. Uh, I remember that he's from Brooklyn. <laughs> so um so yeah, but get back into it for you to just come in, Justin, fitness coach. So Justin, tell me a little bit more about um, you know, your coaching program and and you know, because you being part of extreme execution, I know the coaching that we do there when we're dealing with the flight assessments and and yeah. helping people to understand their natural and adaptive and their behavioral styles. Mm-hmm. Two part question: One, how does that assessment help you with determining? Uh, um, what plans to do for your for your different clients because I know it plays a different part because a, a ATC air traffic controller you know probably can do the same workout as a pilot but needs a different workout than a pilot and then yeah. also uh, um, how how does that that training help relate to your coaching program? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So and I'm definitely happy to make that connection. So I remember when I first started coaching. Um, probably within like the first two or three months, I got probably about two or three clients within the first two or three months, so about a client a month. And I remember, um, about, yeah, about three months in, one of my clients said, you know, this feels more like a life coaching program with fitness being a part of it. And I remember when she said that, I didn't really know how to react to it because I was like, okay, I, I guess I see what you're saying, but I don't really know what that means. But then I sat on that for a bit. I sat on that and I realized, you know what, that's exactly what I wanted to be. Right. Cause what I've also realized stepping into this industry and, and creating this program is that there are plenty of programs out there that throw a fitness plan and a meal plan at you. Right. They give you a workout, mm-hmm. they give you a nutrition plan, and they say good luck. Yeah. What I've, what I've, what I've realized again, you know, in my, my three years of, of professionally coaching is that if a fitness and meal plan was a solution, everybody would be in shape. Right, you can find that you can find that on Google Images, right? On on Pinterest, right. you can find it everywhere. The difference maker is the accountability and the actual coaching you give people around the habits it takes to build a healthy lifestyle. So for me, it was about how could I put, you know, when I think about a, when I think about somebody who's on a fitness journey, I usually think about it in four pillars, right? So you have your fitness, your nutrition, your mindset, and your accountability. The standard industry offering is usually just fitness and nutrition right when they say accountability that may be like an email check-in right that you get right it's not real accountability so the standard industry offer is really just those two top layers the fitness and nutrition but the mindset and the accountability part is usually the part that people don't really get which is why people 
go on and off of programs where they keep saying, oh, that didn't work. And then that didn't work because you're not getting what you really need. So I try to think of, okay, okay, well, how could I actually give people everything they need in one program? Right. So that's how we, that's how we designed the Top Life Academy. And even the, the reason, the history behind the name Top Life was a term that I pretty much coined pretty much in, in the name, the, the definition of top life and what I've defined it as is a life focused on health, but driven by legacy, right? So you're focused on health and fitness, but the drive behind that is not just for yourself, right? It's not just for you. It may be for your kids. It may be for your peers. And I really, I, I made it that because, you know, when you, when you hear my story about, um, you know, about how, why I started, I realized, yeah, this is really bigger than me. Right. A lot of decisions I'm making are impacting everybody else, right? And most people, a lot of decisions they make will impact people around you as well, right? So that really, that really made me uh, make it a focus in the program to offer, of course, the workout plan, right? To offer, of course, guidance with nutrition, but most importantly, to offer people the coaching and the mindset it takes to not just get in shape, but stay in shape. Because if we think about the industry now, we don't, we don't really have a weight loss program anymore. We don't even have a problem with people getting results anymore. We have a problem with people keeping the results. Mm-hmm. That's the issue, right? Something like 93% of people gain the weight back that they lose during the new year. That's the issue now, right? So there's clearly, uh, there's clearly something in the way people are actually going through the process that's actually wrong. So I, I, I just became an extreme execution certified coach in July. And how I've been able to really implement that into my business now is really, okay, now, because I take it more from a life coaching perspective, when somebody comes in, giving them the assessment, and now I know, oh, okay, that's why you've been overeating, right? Because you're mm-hmm. an air traffic control, you're a ground screw, and you overthink all the time, right? So it, it it allows me to coach them in a very different way than I was before, because now I have these clear, um, you know, personality types that I can work with, right? And speaking as an air traffic control myself, Right. I can identify with a lot of it as well. So when I bring on air traffic control, I can relate to that as well. So, I mean, the assessment is really, I think, first has changed me because it gave me me self-awareness. And it wasn't until I gained full self-awareness around it that I started to actually offer it to my clients and make it a, a, a as part of my program um, in the academy. Excellent. Excellent. And I know myself with the flight assessment and in use of it, you know, it has for for me in business has been phenomenal. Like anybody yeah. I do business with, whether it's a partnership or they're asking for an investment or any of that, you know, mm-hmm. I said, take this assessment. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was looking at me like, why am I taking this assessment? I said, well, you know what? I'm a coach. You're helping my brand. I'm learning more, et cetera. Yeah. And then I get to read and I'm like, okay, I know how to talk to you. Right. And I'm going to explain to you my uh, a top two, because I'm a flight attendant pilot. I'm I'm mm-hmm. exactly the same yeah. when it comes yeah. to the numbers, right? And so I said, but this is how you're going to talk to me. I like to I like to have a lot of fun. I like people to be included, but I like to get to the point, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't need A through Z. I need enough mm-hmm. to make an informed decision. That's me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And have fun while doing it. And so it has been a phenomenal tool that, has only not only helped me, but help people that I don't even coach because I have people that um, that aren't in my coaching program. Mine is voice, power, and mindset. Um, uh, Achieve anything in life. It has less to do with money and business and more to do with um, balancing out the person Mm because I always come across people that have um, life imbalances, right? Or they say work-life balance. And I tell them, I said, work-life balance is a myth. I said, the person that's out of balance is you. I said, because work is always going to be there. Whether you work a nine to five or you're an entrepreneur, the work's going to be there, you know, eight hours to 24 hours a day. The yeah, thing that's good. out of balance is you, right? If you get back into balance, you realize that you don't have to spend 12 to 14 hours, you know, on your business. You can spend 12 to 14 hours on yourself and accomplish more in six hours in your business, right? That's good. And that's so, good. And, 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 and so you using that in, in, in fitness and health, it's going to catapult much in our community because that is an impact of mental change, right? Um, I'm, I'm a chef by trade and I teach people about nutrition all the time. 
And everybody's body is different. Even though we're the same makeup on the inside, everybody's body is different. Some people are allergic to broccoli. Uh, you know, some people are allergic to beef, you know. So there isn't, in my opinion, any diet that's cookie cutter for anybody. I don't care what it is, even intermittent fasting, Not right? One. There isn't one. But most people, and, and you can add this in there if you don't already do it, most people don't know that they can get um they could take a test for uh allergens with mm. food right mm. not just the, the the allergies of pollen and and you know i'm allergic to you know poison ivy things like that there's a food sensitivity test that they could take it's about 200 plus dollars and um they can actually find out what foods affect their body more even mm. though it may be something that they like right like they eat something all the time like you always eat chicken or you always eat spinach and you notice maybe, you know, you feel a little tired or you, you, you feel like you've eaten too much, even though you ate the serving amount. It could be something in that food that's causing your body to function differently. Right. And the, 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 the test is usually about 200 bucks and you can usually get it through your doctor, but they'll take this food sensitivity test and it will tell them uh, in detail and if you're not already using this, you you can have this one free. It will tell them in detail, you know what it what it's kind of doing to the body. Like this makes you sleepy. This this particular enzyme that's in this is going to have you break out in hives, or it's going to make you more sluggish, or it makes you more excited. You might want to stay away from that because that too, with the nutrition, will mess up you teaching them about fitness. They yeah. may love kale and mm. spinach. <laughs> The chlorophyll in it may cause them to itch and they don't know why. Not break mm. out in hives, but, you know, just literally just like, man, I'm itching today. And they don't equate the fact that I just ate this salad to the to the itching. They think I'm eating healthy. It's right. a salad with no meat. It's got tomatoes, cucumbers, everything in the rainbow that you can eat. But 15 minutes later, you know, I, I just feel like I'm itching. Mm-hmm. It could have been any number of things in that food and food sensitivity tests are teach you that. So uh, I wanted to tell you that if you're not using that in your coaching, you know, go research it. They can buy it. They can buy it online. Like I said, they can talk to their doctor, but that will help them phenomenal on the nutrition side. Yeah. Because everything that's healthy isn't necessarily healthy for you. Just like everything that's bad isn't not necessarily bad for you. You know, everything in moderation. So, So um, what else? Oh, so I wanted to ask you the reason I gave you that information because I wanted you to talk to uh talk to the listeners about uh the impact that fitness has on a community, like the health and wealth mm-hmm. of a community. Um, because because I'm 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 big in that. When I talk about health and wealth, I'm not just talking about you know uh you as an individual and money that comes in, I'm talking about us as a whole. So yeah. fitness, how does it benefit the health and wealth of, of the community? Yeah, I mean, it's everything, right? It's everything. But I, I think what people need to understand, you know, especially when we talk about community work, it, it starts within, right? You know, I'll, I'll use the, the saying of the late great Michael Jackson and the man in the mirror, right? It starts with your habits. Because what I've realized about people is that people are most moved and inspired when you walk the walk. Right. You could get up there and talk health and fitness all the time. Right. But if you are not actually living out that, they're not going to be able to be inspired by that. So I think as a community, especially being African-American male coming from an inner city in the Bronx, like as a community, if we can understand that it starts with us individually. Right. And just by that, that will ultimately spread to the community. I mean, I think I think we'll, we'll get a lot further than, you know, than we than we than we can even imagine, right? But I mean, it, it's so important. I mean, I, every time I go back home, and I'll be back home. I live in California now, but I'll be back home um, this actually later this week. And every time I go back home, I mean, it's some it's something it's the motivator for me because I know obviously when we talk about building community centers in my community, right, centered around health and fitness, that stuff takes capital, right? So a lot of the things that I'm trying to do is really to be able to come back home and put the infrastructure necessary to actually get people the resources they need to actually live a healthy life right but when i come back home i mean just like in many hoods across the across the world right you see the liquor stores 
You see the fried chicken spots. You see the Chinese spots. The things that are literally mm-hmm. killing us every single day that these people are profiting off of. And mm-hmm. when we talk about health and fitness from a broader perspective, it's hard. It's hard to change those habits if all that's in your environment are things that completely contradict that. Right. So we, we talk mm-hmm. about moving more and eating better, which we know, you know, as a chef, that really food is everything. But if your food options within your, you know, your, your community are all terrible, then it's only hurting you. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, of course, when we talk about the pricing of eating healthier foods as well, that's a different story as well. Right. So, you know, really making sure that I can create a bigger impact so that I can come back to my community and, and spread this knowledge. And, but again, not only you know, stand up and give a speech about it, but actually build the infrastructure necessary so that people have the resources they need um, to eat healthier, right? But I mean, I think as a community, you know, again, going back to the whole UOU thing, like if you if you are listening to the undertone of my voice, you're thinking about how can I help my community? How can I help my peers? How are you living? And like, stop, don't think about your broader city, right? Or, or, or your state that you live in. What are the habits you're building right now? Because I promise mm-hmm. you, once you start living that out, it becomes attractive, right? There, there's no, you know, we talk about preaching the Bible. There's no more, there's no more attractive person or attractive Christian than somebody who's actually living it out. You got people talk about the Bible all day, but they don't live it out. It's the same thing with health and fitness. When you actually start to live out these things, you said it in the beginning, right? Your life, your life changes when you become healthy. It changes, mm-hmm. and people see mm-hmm. it. People see it, right? There's there's a quote that that and that I that I love that I heard. I think it was from Robin Sharma, and he said, "Health, health is the crown on someone's head that only the sick person can see." Mm. And and I, and I think if we if we realize that, understand that you becoming your best self through health and fitness, it will radiate. People will see what are you doing? What are you eating? Are you working out? Other people will ask you questions, and I know because that's what happened to me. I wasn't the person, even though I'm a coach now, I wasn't the person when I first started that was trying to get everybody healthy. I was like, Yo, I need to fix me. Right? Like, I don't feel good. I don't feel healthy in my skin. I don't feel confident. Let me work on me. And me focused on me. People started to ask me questions, and I started to coach them. And I realized, oh, okay, I got a gift. The people are actually listening to me and going out and executing. Oh, okay, now there's a market for it. People will pay for this let's go, let's start this business, right? And actually do this on a broader scale. So I can not only help people in my in my immediate circle, but I can help the world, right? So of course, the broader thing is, especially the goal for me is to go back to my community, build that infrastructure. But for everybody listening in your community, it starts with you. If you can't say for sure that you started to build healthy habits yourself, then you shouldn't be worried about your community because your community starts with you. Nice. Well, start with you, you owe you, you owe you. What part of California are you in? I'm in San Francisco now, Bay Area. San Francisco, okay. Because yeah, uh, yeah. Colette, my my my, my co-host and Kiana, they both say they they both live in California. So, oh, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm the only one that hasn't migrated out there. No plan. <laughs> so, uh, love love my Californians, <laughs> Californiaites, <laughs> you know, call out there. So, um, one quick question, and then we're gonna get to you uh, giving all your Social media information, everything else. Amazing. Someone is going to start their uh, fitness journey. Where mm-hmm. is the first place? I'm going to say majority because everybody may needs to start differently. Mm-hmm. What is the first place, or one of the best places for someone to start their fitness journey? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I I, I always say control the controllables. Right. And if there's one thing that most of us can control regardless of schedule, regardless of what we have going on, it's water intake, it's movement. Right. Those, intake I, I've realized with coaching, again, hundreds of people now at this point, that's those are those are the most simple to start. Right. Water intake movement. Of course, when we talk about food, I'm sure you know, as a chef that, you know, that can be a little hard for people to get. And that takes time. Right. To really, really shape over time. Right. But. I mean, we talk about our bodies being up to 60% water. If you're not just drinking enough water, you're really missing out on so many benefits from energy, the skin looking better, right? To just feeling more lively. Like how much water are you drinking? I mean, I, you see on camera, I, I got this gallon jug I carry around every day, right? People look at me like I'm crazy when I'm walking through the street, right? I love it. I love it. There we go. There we go. <laughs> you're right? not crazy. You're not crazy. All right. They I just don't it. know yet. 
They just they don't, don't know. know yet. That's right. Why. They don't know. That's why I do what I do. I got to spread the message, right? But, you know, this this is, you know, I live by it, right? And so, again, water intake and how much are you moving, right? I mean, humans, you just think about the history of humans. I mean, it's amazing how we've gotten to a point where now we sit at desk all day for eight hours and realize why we got all these injuries and realize why we're tired all the time. When in the beginning of time, we were hunting, we were out, we were moving. Mm-hmm. Humans are literally not made to sit down all day, mm-hmm. right, and stare at a computer. But that's what we do, right? Mm-hmm. So how can you stop being so sedentary, whether that's parking further so you have to walk further to your car, whether that's taking the stairs sometimes instead of taking the elevators? It's small hinges swing big doors. And I think the problem with people is that when they think about how can I make a change, they immediately say, how can I do the big thing? The, one of the one of the main things that I do as a coach is help people really focus on those small things because it really is those small things every day that lead up to the big thing, right? So if you could just commit, if you listen to me right now, you're saying, listen, I want to start getting healthy. I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, start my fitness journey. How much water are you drinking right now? How much are you moving, right? To give you an actual specific thing with water, take your body weight, cut that in half. That's how many ounces of water you should drink, Right. You're 180 pounds, you should be drinking 90 ounces of water at least, right? Simple, simple, but start there. Even if, I promise you, I promise all of you, if you spent the first six months of 2023 and just focused on that, you'd be a better person. You'd be healthier. You'd be, I promise you. Because I don't know a lot of people that drink a gallon of water a day that eat crap. (laughs) I just, I just don't. You you, you know, I just just don't. You are right about that. (laughs) Right? I just don't. Because I got to thinking about when well, you said that, I got to thinking about some of my friends. Cause we we all kind of drink, you know, you know, uh, 100 ounces to 128, you know, ounces of water a day. Okay. And I think yeah. about when we go out to eat or when we eat at the house or people cook. I'm like, you know what? We really don't eat a whole lot of junk anymore. Yeah. Every once in a while, we throw in a, you know, I'm an M&M fan. Every once in a while, I throw in a pack of m and But I just <laughs> sure. think about it. I'm like, I really don't even do it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. About something to like. I didn't even think about it. Well, cool. Um, last, let's talk about you, your social media. Do you have a, you know, um, a, a website to go to? Do you have a book yet um, to purchase? Yeah. Online book, digital, anything like that? This is the time to tell everybody about your program, about yeah. you, your book, et cetera, et cetera. If you have a book. Absolutely. Don't have a book yet, but I promise you it's coming. It is definitely coming. I, I've gotten requests for it, um, so it's definitely coming in, in the future, but um, yeah, all social media, man. I mean, I am, you know, I, I live by the concept of give it out for free, right? So if you, if you go through my social media, you'll see all a lot of, you know, you'll see pretty much everything you need, um, you know, to start your health and fitness journey, to, to keep the results, to live a better life, to have a better mindset. You'll see that on my social media. So Instagram, I'm real active. Coach.justin3 is my Instagram handle. Um, Justin Jones on Facebook, right? Coach Justin three on TikTok. If you're on that platform, and that's the new and popping one now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I'm posting there weekly, right? Giving you gems, giving you tips on really just how to, again, not only get to your goal, but stay there. And like that, that's my thing is like, how do I get people to a point where they can be 80, 90 years old and the healthiest, you know, and, and, and healthy, right? And moving around. And, and I know it's possible because I've met these people. Right? I've been fortunate mm-hmm. to talk to people who are at this age who, who have been able to sustain for so long. And what I can tell you is that those habits didn't start at 80, right? Those, those nope, habits they started, they, they started, they started, you know, at, at a very younger age. So, you know, I, I, that's what really my challenge, but yeah, coach.justin3 on Instagram, Justin Jones on Facebook, um, coach Justin3 on, on TikTok. You can definitely find me um, really big. A lot of people enjoy my content around motivation because I find that's a big struggle for people. It's like, how do I get motivated to start? I have a guide that I actually started giving out recently. It's the four keys to stay motivated on your fitness journey. I've been giving that out for free for the past month now. So if you just DM me on any of those platforms, DM me the word motivation, I'll send that over to you. Um, No stress at all, just so you can have that in your inbox. But in terms of enrollment into our program, um, we are actually closed down enrollment for for the rest of the year. We're opening up back up early January or so. Uh, so when we do open back up, if you give me a follow, I'll be happy to to put you on the wait list and talk to you about that opportunity when they open back up again. Fantastic. Well, Justin, man, coach, I appreciate you, man. Absolutely. This show is about health and wealth and the future of our people. Anybody listening to the voice. So I'm just flat out excited that you came over here. Thanks for accepting the call. Welcome yeah. to Extreme Execution. Thanks, we are sir. a crafty 
creative bunch. You're going to have an opportunity to have a lot of fun, you know, in the group. And I thank you once again for answering the call to be on the show as a guest. You've blessed me today. You've blessed my listeners. You've blessed my, my, my producers of the show. And I, I just thank you so much. I look forward to bringing you back for a part two, uh, you oh. know, in 2023 to see how the business has gone from there. Cool. Absolutely, bro. Looking forward to it. It's an honor, man. Thank you again. Excellent. Excellent. Right. So everybody. This is Chef Dre Blast. Thank you for joining today's show. Tune in every Monday, 3 p.m. Central Time to discuss many topics sitting around health and wealth is the future of my people. And who are my people? You listening to this podcast right now. We have some exciting things going on and happening here at ITRNRadio.com and you should be a part of it. So consider sponsoring this show and the network and our goal of being a premier black broadcasting and internet station for us by us. So for sponsorship, contact me at Andre at heavilycanondfw.com or DM me at B Game Coaching on IG. Thank you so much. Be kind to each other. Happy holidays. You won't hear my voice again live until 2023. So I love you. Be kind to people. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. And to all the good night. All right. Make sure you keep your gap next to you in the bed too. Twas the night before Christmas. Love you guys. Twas the Be night good. before Christmas. Have a good afternoon, a good evening, and thank you, Andre, as usual, as always. It is always a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you for joining us, and you have been listening to the Intentional Talk Radio Network. We've got another great show for you this afternoon. Don't forget, Mindful Mondays right here on itrnradio.com. We'll be playing you out with some Christmas cheer. Have a good afternoon. Be safe and take care of yourself. We'll talk with you soon. Take care.